Wish you weren't hearing an ad right now? Want to get the next episode even sooner? Well, after the show, head to watchnebula.com slash radio. You'll get access to our original podcasts ad-free, plus exclusive originals and experimental shows from your favorite educational-ish creators. And best of all, you're helping us to make even more amazing content. Just go to watchnebula.com slash radio. It really helps us out. <laughs> Liberals want to evict an elderly, financially troubled COVID survivor and his family from inner city public housing. I mean, that's only a bad take because it doesn't say that the Liberals also want to take away that elderly COVID survivor's healthcare as well. Well, we're finally on the other side of an incredibly momentous election, but at times it was a little touch and go. And while we know the outcome now, Along the way, there were some, how do I put this charitably, bad election takes. But now that hindsight is 2020, why don't we engage in a little schadenfreude and let's make fun of some really bad election opinions? Because not all election opinions are created equal. So let's take a look at some of the worst election takes out there. Yeah, so many of my friends were completely thirsty for chart throb himself, Steve Kornacki, or uh, Korsnacki, as I heard him referred to uh, many times. Steve, you are doing it for me, Dunn, with these numbers. Wait a minute. Did this mother just pull out a cap? Steve! Hey, Steve! Hey, Steve, you ain't gotta do it all, cuz. I'm not in any place to uh, to opine on that. Uh, I'm not saying that Steve Kornacki is not hot. What I am saying is that lawyers are familiar with um, a phenomenon called the deposition effect. A deposition is where you're stuck in, a, in the same room uh, for hours where you're questioning a witness. There is opposing counsel and the stenographer usually in the same room, back when we could do things in, in the same room and it wasn't all virtual. And one of the effects of the deposition is that because you're locked in a room with that person, uh, multiple people for many hours at a time, you have build up an affinity for these people, whether it's opposing counsel or the stenographer, and uh, they might seem uh, more attractive than they did uh, when you first entered that room. Look, I'm not saying that that's the case with Steve Kornacki. I'm just saying, you know, sleep on it and uh, ask yourself if you still feel that way in the morning. <laughs> we want the law to be used in a proper manner. So we'll be going to the U.S. Supreme Court. We want all voting to stop. All right, the king of bad election takes himself, Donald Trump saying that he's going to go straight to the Supreme Court. And I hate to break it to him, but as uh, avid viewers of this channel know, that's generally not how these things work. The US Supreme Court is the highest court in the federal system, though when it comes to state law, often it is the state Supreme Court that is the highest and uh, last word on the subject. But uh, generally you don't go straight to the United States Supreme Court and it can take a very, very long time to get there. In fact, even when the court is moving fast, like we saw with Bush versus Gore in 2000, it can take over a month before it actually gets to the United States Supreme Court. Though interestingly, Donald Trump is not as off as he usually is in this respect, because occasionally under extremely rare circumstances, the court can weigh in on uh, emergency relief applications. And here, Justice Alito did issue an injunctive order saying that the state of Pennsylvania should uh, follow basically the guidance of the Secretary of the Commonwealth, which it seems like everyone was doing anyway. But of course, this order from Justice Alito on the Supreme Court uh, engendered its own bad take in the form of this tweet from Sean Spicer, who's saying that basically this order from Justice Alito was a game changer and will basically change the outcome 
of the election in Pennsylvania. That's not how that happens. And in fact, it seems like there are a very, very small number of ballots that came in after the statutory deadline that might be in this small grace period created by the courts. And in fact, it seems like the state of Pennsylvania was already doing that, that they were segregating the ballots, they were counting the ballots, but not adding them to the cumulative total for the state and waiting for the courts to figure out what they're going to do with these provisional ballots. Uh, so it's not going to change the outcome. Sorry, Sean Spicer. Ah, yes. Who could forget the near simultaneous chanting from the crowds of Trump supporters, some saying to stop the count and others saying that we needed to count the votes. Look, they have a First Amendment right to protest the things that they are aggrieved about. But at the same time, it seems ironic at the very least that they would, at least some would argue for this anti-democratic measure of stopping the counting of the actual ballots or at least the processing of the ballots. Now, in fairness, I think this is a little bit blown out of proportion because the laws of different states are different. There is no universal election law throughout this country. So what's legal in one state might not be legal in another state, but still, it's a bad look when you're out there protesting against the counting of the votes themselves. While at the same time, another group of Trump supporters are arguing the exact opposite thing. Bad election take. Yeah, the pollsters got this one pretty wrong. Uh, the polls uh, showed that Joe Biden was going to win in the landslide and that the Democrats were going to pick up potentially many seats in the Senate and take a majority in the Senate. And that of course never happened. The pollsters learned from their mistakes in 2016 where they were off by an average of 5%. They revised their models, they did their homework. And in 2020, they were off by over 7%. Now in fairness, they did get some things right. Apparently Arizona and Virginia are pretty close to the way that the pollsters uh, predicted things would go, but across the country, they were incredibly wrong. The pollsters got it knowingly wrong. They got it knowingly wrong. Knowingly wrong, as if they were doing everyone a favor by suggesting that the, the, the Democrats were going to win in a landslide. You could argue it both ways, I suppose, that it might suppress the vote or people might not go out and vote because they think that it's going to be a landslide. Uh, that's what some people say about 2016, but, <laughs> but there's no doubt that the polls in general saying that it was going to be a complete bloodbath were, uh, were very wrong. I feel I would be remiss if I didn't include uh, QAnon as a world-class bad take, uh, because I I'm sorry, uh, the military didn't uh, get operationalized. Uh, as far as I know, all my friends were not uh, sent to Guantanamo Bay and Q has been incredibly silent now that Trump is uh, no longer going to be reelected. You know, frankly, I miss good old fashioned conspiracy theories that were harder to debunk, that weren't making uh, pronouncements about what would and would not happen on certain days. It could easily be disproven. I, I miss the old conspiracy theories like the black helicopters and the chemtrails. I mean, those were uh, at, at least general enough that uh, there was no certainty that things were, were not gonna happen. Uh, QAnon needs to try harder. It's sad that they got the election so, so wrong and that no one is in jail. Uh, a Donald Trump tweet from 2012, where he says the electoral college is a disaster for democracy. I guess this is a bad take with respect to him uh, losing the election in this year, but I 
actually, I think that's absolutely right. The Electoral College is a disaster for democracy just because the popular vote happened to line up with the Electoral College vote uh, in 2020 does not mean that it's a good institution. And then there are all kinds of anti-democratic issues with the Electoral College. I've covered that in uh, several videos in the past. But frankly, given the fact that it's possible that, that faithless electors could screw up the results and, and how uh, the votes are wildly disproportionate, uh, the Electoral College definitely needs uh, some work. <laughs> this is probably the funniest thing that has ever happened in American politics, but probably full stop, because it was not the case that the Trump administration was holding a press conference at the Four Seasons Hotel in Philadelphia. The Four Seasons tweeted out that, in fact, they were not holding the press conference there. And then the Trump surrogates mobilized and held a press conference in front of Four Seasons Total Landscaping in a rundown industrial part of Philadelphia, just on a whim. Credit where credit is due. They got their stuff together and held a press conference uh, in a place that should not have had a press conference in between a crematorium and an adult sex toy store. You literally could not make that up. If the writers had written that for Veep, they would have rejected it as too crazy. You know what? I kind of love it. Probably the funniest thing that has ever happened in American politics ever. And they're actually chanting, Fox News sucks. Fox News sucks. The reason why they're chanting that is because Fox News called Arizona uh, for Biden yesterday. And a lot of people are angry about that. It's incredible that so many people on the right were apoplectic that uh, Fox News called Arizona for Joe Biden. Now, granted, it was early on in the process, but it couldn't have had any effect on the election. They didn't call it until after the polls were closed. As it turns out, Fox News was right. So uh, obviously the damage uh, could not have actually existed because it turns out that Arizona did go for Joe Biden. But that's the irony of the facts don't care about your feelings crowd. Pat Toomey, the senator from Pennsylvania, as well as others, were rightfully complaining that Pennsylvania uh, didn't start counting the mailed-in ballots and, and other ballots uh, until Election Day, and thus the counting process in Pennsylvania was long and drawn out. And that's, that's perfectly fine, but the reason it was long and drawn out is because of state law. State law mandated that they couldn't start uh, counting those ballots. A lot of other states, including Florida, start way ahead of time so that they don't have this backlog of uh, ballots that are uncounted and that it can stretch out until long after election day. And in Pennsylvania, it was a Republican House of Representatives that refused to pass legislation to change that law. We're all exasperated about how long it takes in all the different states, including Pennsylvania, but you've got to change the law to be able to handle that. And under COVID, you would think that they would want to do that, but of course they did not. <laughs> Liberals want to evict an elderly, financially troubled COVID survivor and his family from inner city public housing. I mean, that's only a bad take because it doesn't say that the Liberals also want to take away that elderly COVID survivor's healthcare as well. And back to Donald Trump, uh, quoting the illustrious former acting attorney general, Matthew Whitaker, we need an explanation as to how these numbers have been running up for the last two or three days. Well, that seems pretty simple. Number one, the president said people should not vote by mail. Uh, Democrats often said that they should vote by mail. The vote by mail tends to favor the Democrats in the first place. And uh, of course there's the issue that when another vote comes in, that adds to the count. That's called math. And on top of that, the, the count continues. So 
as a lot of people were pointing out, uh, on election day, we're not going to have a final count. So it takes a long time to process these things. And lots of states have laws that say that as long as a ballot is postmarked by election day, that the ballot itself can come in many days or weeks later and still be counted. So um, that's the answer. <laughs> No state authority nor FEC has yet to declare the winner, yet Fox News just called it for Joe Biden. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, that's sort of how that works. The calling of a presidential election is mainly just a media thing. The FEC doesn't make the call, uh, nor does uh, Fox News in general. That's sort of just a projection. It doesn't actually carry any legal weight with it. So Rudy Giuliani was also saying that the court would have to decide uh, who was the president. That's also not how that works. The court might decide the lawsuits, which is probably what he was hinting at, but it's not for a court to declare anyone the president or not. It's just a media thing that they say based on the, uh, the results that who's the projected winner. Funny how CNN has suddenly stopped its COVID, 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 COVID drumbeat, isn't it? Maybe my timeline is just different from other people's, but my timeline on Twitter at least was filled with so many people talking about 110, 120, 130,000 new COVID cases a day, exactly the same time that they were talking about the election. And of course the election is relatively consequential for COVID. So uh, it makes sense that COVID was sort of crowded out for like a day or two. COVID never left my timeline and I'm still <laughs> stuck at home. Ben Shapiro arguing every legally cast vote should be counted, every illegally cast vote should not, end of story. Well, everyone agrees with that, but a lot of the litigation itself, or at least the posturing over the litigation is over what is considered a legal vote or not. You could make the same argument in 2000 in Bush versus Gore, but when you're talking about the law about whether it permits a recount or not, or whether a hanging chad or a uh, vote made with a marker versus a pen is legally cast or not, you're changing the the rules as with respect to what is legally cast or not. So that's sort of the beginning of the fight, not the end of the fight. And what has got to be one of the worst election takes of all time uh, from former uh, football player and I think American gladiator participant, Herschel Walker, says, instead of us fighting and going to court, why don't we have Nevada, Arizona, Georgia, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin vote again? We can have it done within a week and maintain our democracy. My God, apart from that violating the, the election laws of all of those states, there would be rioting in the street. Can we just, can we not be done with the, the 2020 election, uh, which some are saying is a continuation of the 2016 election? My God, that's insane, complete insanity. But of course, even that election take can't hold a candle to the ultimate bad take tweeted by none other than the big man himself, Donald Trump saying, I won this election by a lot, exclamation point. Spoiler alert, he did not. I think Donald Trump is just a practitioner of uh, the secret. Uh, he's just putting it out there, trying to will it into existence. But uh, unfortunately, I don't think that's going to be enough in this election. That's the truth. So do you agree with my trashing of these election bad takes? Are there election bad takes that I missed that I should have trashed? Leave your objections in the comments and I'll see you in court.
Oh, and one last thing. I know right now you're probably fumbling with your phone trying to find the next podcast to listen to, but you can't because this is an ad. But it doesn't have to be that way. Instead, you can go to watchnebula.com slash radio. You can get access to all of our original podcasts ad-free, plus exclusive originals and experimental shows from your favorite educational-ish creators. And best of all, you're helping to support us make even more amazing content. So before you go, check out watchnebula.com slash radio to support this channel and this podcast directly.